Welcome to the 23 Minutes in Hell podcast. Author and speaker Bill Weiss and his wife Annette address the many questions we all have about hell and eternity. Bill and Annette believe the subject of hell shouldn't grip us with fear, but instead, it should inspire us to use our time on earth wisely. Thank you for joining my wife and I. Today we are going into more depth about the darkness in hell. You know, Bill, some have pointed out that in your book, 23 Minutes in Hell, you made a statement that in hell you could see through the flames and saw people burning. And some question that, you know, as the Bible says, the blackness of darkness forever, describing hell in Jude 13 and 2 Peter 2, 17, Psalms 49, 19, all state that. So how could you see? Good question. Well, first of all, there are two hells and two locations. Uh, These verses above uh, may refer to the time when death and hell, uh, the current hell, Sheol or Hades, are cast into the lake of fire and into outer darkness. And that's in Revelation 20.14 and Matthew 25.30. Now, this will be the future hell or Gehenna, the lake of fire, and this will happen after Judgment Day. Now, currently, The hell we are talking about is Sheol or Hades and is not the outer darkness of the future hell. However, I believe the scripture states that Hades is also a place of darkness in the center of the earth. Now, I could see at first in the prison cell only because God illuminated it for me to see. But then he withdrew his attribute of light and it resumed its normal state of pitch black darkness. Now, after the prison cell, I was placed over next to this large pit of fire. I could only see dimly through the flames and along the edges of the pit. The light did not spread or travel as it would here on the earth. A pit a mile across with that much fire would have produced a lot of light here on the earth's surface. However, the darkness in hell seemed to overpower the light and consume it as if it like swallowed it up. Now, the darkness was so very heavy and thick that one could actually feel it, and that's actually mentioned in Exodus 10.21. Oh, that's a good point, Bill. You know, and and we remember that in Luke 16.23, the rich man lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham and Lazarus, it said, afar off, across a great gulf fixed. So it's interesting uh, that the scripture says that. How could he see them um, if it is in total darkness? Well, that's right. You know, one reason I could see is because the fire in hell is a literal burning fire, as the strict scripture says. Now, we will not take the time to prove that here, as we already have done teachings on that point, which are on our website. Now, go ahead. Uh, the future hell, the Gehenna. Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention that. The future hell, Gehenna, known as the Lake of Fire, will then most likely be in total darkness, is what you're saying, right? Right. And the scriptures, um, whenever referencing the future hell, usually mention darkness forever, as I mentioned those those verses in Jude and Second Peter, but also Job 15.30 and Psalms, again, 49.19. Right. Those are usually referencing the future hell, of total blackness forever. Uh, The other verses don't always say forever along with it when it's talking about the current hell. Oh, that's an interesting point. Okay. Now, in Matthew 25, 41, Jesus said, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Notice it says everlasting fire prepared. So not just hell is prepared, but the fire also. 
the future hell will most likely have a fire that is prepared to have no aspect of light. And the reason for this is, 1 John 1, 5 says, God is light. Now, hell is a place prepared where the attributes of God are removed, so there would be no light. The current hell does not use the word forever when mentioning the darkness. Also, the current hell is not the hell Jesus uh, said was prepared. Jesus was referring to Gehenna, the future hell. You see that difference? So the fire in the current hell may not have been prepared. It is simply a fire like we have on the earth, which would produce light. That's interesting. You know, John Wesley said too, quote, in the dreary regions of the dead, there is no light but that of livid flames. And that's a quote, and you reference that in your book, 23 Minutes in Hell, page right. 121. And he also said, essential. these are from the essential works of John Wesley. He said, quote, indeed, if there is any fire, it is unquestionab- unquestionably material. Right. And Charles Spurgeon said, there is a real fire in hell as truly as you now have a real body, a fire exactly like that which we have on the earth. And that's from Hell Under Fire, page 28. Right. So I'm just trying to prove a little bit here that there's real literal fire, and fire would produce light. Yes. And God, like you said, I mean, this is, you know, people are in hell right now. Their spirits and their souls are in hell. Right. You know, but they're, they have a different body. They have a spirit body. So I'm sure the fire, I mean, it's literal in the sense that it's really burning. It's really there. It's real, right. and they're feeling it. It's just in a different dimension. It could be too, right? right? It's exactly. So. Right. You know, this is interesting too. The Holman's Illustrated Bible Dictionary, page 745. This gives a good interpretation of Matthew 13, 37. Uh, quote, they say, However, there is strong evidence to indicate that literal language is used and that the Bible does in fact teach literal fire and other sufferings. The parable of the tares in Matthew 13, which discusses eternal judgment, is helpful here. The son of man, the world, the children of the kingdom, the children of the wicked one, the devil, the end of the world, the angels, the gathering are all literal figures in the parable. It is then natural to conclude that the burnings of the tares should also be taken taken literally. So these verses are referring to the current hell or Sheol or Hades. You see that? So they're saying that all these other things are literal, so then the fire should be literal. You know, and there are two verses, uh, Job 10, 21, and 22, that just possibly might have an explanation for the strange phenomena in the current hell about seeing, but yet it's still being dark. In verse 21, he mentions a land of darkness that man will go to. Then verse 22 says, a land of darkness as darkness itself, and where the light is as darkness Now, the phrase as darkness could mean that the small amount of light in Sheol is so weak that it it is as darkness. Now, this would be similar to a small nightlight illuminating only a corner of the room in a house, you know. Now, many of the commentaries do not associate those verses in Job with hell, but most are vague on its meaning and state that it has uh, to do with the grave. However, the grave is not actually a land of darkness since the person in the grave would be unaware of the darkness. 
since they are not in the grave. Yeah, it's just their physical bodies there, but not their spirit and soul. Right. Their spirit bodies so, not there. Right. So you wouldn't refer to it. Well, that's a land of darkness. Well, how would you know? You're not even there. You follow? So I believe the verses are referring to Sheol, the place of departed spirits. Then according to Jameson Fawcett and Brown's commentary, uh, it says, Job, in a better frame, has brighter thoughts of the unseen world. So this commentary mentions the unseen world, which indicates it is Sheol, not just the grave, because Sheol is the unseen world. Oh, very good. That's an interesting point, Bill. And there are some other verses that may give us a hint. In Isaiah 14, 16, it says, Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, Is this a man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms? Right. And this is speaking of Satan, right? Right. This is referring to those who see Satan and the king of Babylon, uh, both are referenced uh, in hell. They're seeing him in hell. So notice the verse does say, see you. Well, how could they see if it was completely dark? Yeah, good point. And Believer's um, Bible Commentary says, quote, Satan eventually, he will be consigned to Sheol, an object of astonishment, the denizens, which means the inhabitants or residents of Sheol, will marvel that one who exercised such power has been brought so low. And right. that's on page 951. I only had that commentary in there to show that they're also saying that it's referring to Satan in Sheol. You know, so, uh, and then they're seeing, so that they can see. They can know, see him, They can yeah. see. It can't be completely dark there. Now, another verse is Isaiah 14, 9 and 10. It says, Hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? It says that they will meet thee, and they notice also that they are weak like themselves. And can they meet them? And in addition, notice weakness if they can't see them. Probably not. You know, this may only be a hint. Right, right Bill? Exactly. And one more verse that may be a hint. Ezekiel 32, 18 through 31 mentions uh, hell and Sheol. And it says, uh, he is put in the midst of them. Her graves are round about him. Well, how do they know they are in the midst and others are around about them? Right? How would they know that unless, unless they, they could can see? see. Mm -hmm. You know, this may also only be a hint and of possibly seeing. You know, there's no way to know for certain. Now, fully explaining why I could see in hell is not really important. What is important is to know that hell is a real geographical location down deep in the earth where millions who used to live here on the earth now exist. You know, it's a place of utter darkness, full of torment. Hunger and thirst are experienced. It is abandonment. It is isolation. It is full of demons. It is a continual burning. It is everlasting. And it, it is the place of absolute hopelessness for those who do not choose to repent and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating or comment. We value your feedback. Stay in touch and learn more about this ministry by visiting us at soulchoiceministries.org.